Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite World Talk radio shows. Visit iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we will learn to utilize each of them to the maximum and learn to make decisions about what we want and how we want to feel. What a concept, and one we will explore today on the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. On our program, we'll address who you are, why you're here on this planet, how to go within, how to come to know what you believe, and why. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We have a great guest today, Jeremy Kubitschek. I just want to say welcome to the show. And as Mr. Rogers would say, it is a beautiful day in the neighborhood here in Scottsdale, Arizona, and I hope it is wherever you are, too. Our hearts go out again this week to all those people who've been in turmoil with the weather. Massachusetts, who ever heard of a tornado in Massachusetts? Those people are totally unprepared to deal with it. And, you know, we keep them in our thoughts and prayers as they're trying to dig out and sort things out today. And and we truly hope that there are no more tornadoes anywhere in this country. Today we're going to talk about leadership. Leadership is in the news these days. Really, actually, it's more the lack of leadership. People are grumbling and mumbling about our political leaders, our corporate leaders, our military leaders, our civic leaders, organization leaders, religious leaders. Anywhere there's a leader, people are kind of grumbling about how they do their thing. We still have some of the old leadership styles around, you know, the ones, don't do as I do, do as I say, there's my way or the highway, I'm in charge here and you'll do it my way, that sort of thing. I've worked with people like that, I can't say that I enjoy it, that was one of the reasons that I'm not there anymore. There's also the everything is done by committee kind of approach, which means that pretty much nothing gets done and there's no leadership at all. Or That's my opinion. One of the greatest things about not being in corporate America is the lack of memos and no committee meetings. I loved it when I didn't have to do that anymore. We've studied leadership. We've studied management styles. But studying it certainly isn't the same as doing it. You know, the, just the term leadership's been studied, analyzed, defined, reworked, redefined for decades. We hear that there's a leadership vacuum and we look what's happening at high levels of government and high levels of corporate America and we certainly are inclined to agree that there is such a vacuum. What on earth is going on, we ask, and that's followed by what can we do about it and the answer often is we don't know. Today... 
our guest does know and does have some things to offer that could remedy the situation. Now, he says, our guest Jeremy Kubitschek, a businessman and entrepreneur, says leadership is dead. That's what I said. Leadership is dead. I did a review of his book, which, by the way, I loved, and it's a must-get, must-read book. I said leadership was murdered in cold blood, and, and I would stand on that. Um, it's quite an interesting concept, and on the cover of his book, he has a flat line that comes back into a, a heartbeat pattern. I really appreciated that. I still see the humor in it, and at the same time, it's not so funny. Jeremy Kubitschek is the president and CEO of Giant Impact and a founding partner of the Giant Companies. Giant is spelled with a capital G, a small I, and then capital A-N-T, Giant. Impact is a global leadership development company that uses events, resources, and training opportunities to help leaders grow. How needed is his company? Kubitschek is an entrepreneur who for two decades has been building companies that value people over processes and integrity above all else. His passion for impacting leaders and influencing influencers has come from the experience of watching poor leaders conquer those they lead and stifle the growth of companies. We've all had people like that. Just this morning, a woman told me about how abusive her boss is and how everybody tries to stay out of his way. Conversely, Kubitschek has had the opportunity to serve with great leaders as these liberators provide freedom and opportunity for those they lead. He's the author of Leadership is Dead, How Influence is Reviving It. It is an absolute honor and a pleasure to welcome to the Self-Improvement Show, Jeremy Kubitschek. Jeremy, welcome. Wow, thank you so much. What a great introduction and, and a great uh, summary of what's going on in the world today. Well, it's a sad summary, um, but you know what? Every time you have a problem like this, it opens all kinds of doors of opportunity. So with the kind of work you're doing, there's, there's hope ahead. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you live, what you do. Who is, who is Jeremy Kubitschek? Well, uh, I am an entrepreneur and, and more of a pioneer. I think uh, if I think of myself, I would be more of a connector, uh, more of a creative type. But what I really like to do is encourage people. And, um, and so um, over the years of business um, opportunities I've had, I've had the chance to do great things and live in great places. I lived in Russia as a young man and, and uh, started a business there and, and saw what communism did to people and, and got perspective. And so... I live in Atlanta, Georgia, with my wife and three kids, and uh, I, I would hope that I'm a consistent or a constant learner, and so I like to gain perspective from reading, from writing, from being with people, and uh, I spend most of my days, uh, we have a team here of about 50 employees, so I lead a company, but I also get the privilege of working with some amazing people uh, and some not-so-amazing people who think they're amazing. <laughs> I uh, like that. And and uh, and get to really maybe change perspective and and again gain perspective with those that we serve. Interesting. Tell us a little bit about your time in Russia. It was in those early days of capitalism, wasn't it? When they right. were just getting starting to feel who they were. Tell us what you did. You you were really young then. <laughs> 
I was, thank you. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I'm not saying you're old now. I'm just saying that was really young to be in Russia yeah, in a business. It really was. And looking back, I don't know if I would let my kids do that. I'm not sure. But I was 21 years old. I graduated from college. I moved to Moscow, Russia with a group of other young bucks, and we started a marketing consulting business. And um, out of that, started an accounting training company, and then we had an economic school that we started called the Moscow Economic School. And uh, we served uh, basically international companies that were trying to get established in Russia and um, had an unbelievable opportunity to see 70 years of domination and what happens when freedom occurs and how messy it is in the beginning and, and how messy it is specifically if there's no morals or no values that are necessary um, that, that weren't really there in, in Russia. So I had the privilege of being able, to, being able to work with a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of pioneers that were over there at the time. And, and uh, How long great. were you there and what did you accomplish for the Russian people while you were there? Well, uh, I was there about two years specifically, and um, we, we had a number of things that we did. Um, we were there, we were able to start the Moscow Economic School on uh, October 3rd, 1993, which is famous in Russian lore because that was the day of the coup attempt where uh, the vice president tried to, to overtake uh, President Yeltsin. And uh, I remember it well because we were right in the middle of it. And so we were able to establish this young private um, uh, economic school that, that taught ethics as well as capitalism. Wow. That we, we taught them in conjunction to one another. And uh, the school is now the pr- largest private school in Moscow. It has three campuses and is really doing really well. And we brought teachers from America over to, to help teach and, and kind of grow this, this school. So that was one of the things. The other, the other part is we taught uh, job creation. Uh, so we would work with uh, companies as they grow. So we work with Xerox, for instance. And as we did, we had to teach uh, a culture and how to build a culture and how to grow a business and you know, all of those components that went on uh, that are, are kind of norms in the United States that just weren't because that's not – they weren't used to free enterprise. So that was, that was a couple of things that we accomplished while there. They, they must have looked at you with some degree of wonder as you were teaching them some of these concepts that were so new. An interesting experience. Very much so. And, and you know, as a 21-year-old, I was the guy that looked about 18. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so that, that caused some real, really? And, uh, you know, but... As an, you know, in Oklahoma, uh, as an, I grew up in Oklahoma, as an entrepreneur uh, with my family, our businesses and the different things, it was part of kind of what we did. So I, I knew commerce at an early age. So it's, it's really interesting when you have to teach economics to someone who has never understood economics or business acumen at all. And it's amazing. So we had to get, I took all my macro and microeconomics down to a Snicker bar and a Coke and explained Snickers and Cokes and how, how that worked. So, that hey, thing? if that works, then that's what you do. That's now, right. Then you were getting ready or you were ready to open your own business and you decided to go on vacation. Now, this is, this is quite a story. When you were 30, you were ready to start your own company. You went to Mexico for a vacation and your life pretty much turned upside down. Tell us what happened to you there and how it affected your life how it affected your approach to leadership in business. 
Yeah, yeah, and and to revert back real quickly, when I was 20, I had um, some amazing and and tough experiences with Russian mafia and a client getting assassinated. When I was 30, uh, my wife and I were in Cancun, Mexico, getting ready to start Giant, and uh, we ran into a hurricane, a Category 3 hurricane, a drunk driver in Mexico. So those three things aren't a good combination. No. And... And so the process, uh, what happened was um, my bucket list was that I wanted to be on Fast Company. I wanted to be this. I was this young, aggressive entrepreneur. So I wanted to be on Fortune. I wanted to be that guy. And I wasn't, that wasn't bad. I wasn't a bad guy, but I was very aggressive. And I'm still aggressive, but uh, I've been, I'm for other people. So what happened in that taxi was I got to the end of my life because I literally was crushed. And, uh, I'm one of those guys that got to see his life flash before his eyes. And that's really what Chapter 2 is about. And in the process, my priorities changed dramatically because I got to ask and get answered the, the end-of-life questions. Wow, was God, was I your man? Was I a good husband and was I a good dad? You know, I had three kids. My wife and I had been married for, I don't know, close to 11, 12 years at the time. And, uh, you know, th- those are the important questions. I wasn't saying, but God, I wanted to be on Fast Company. Are you kidding me? Or I wanted to be in Fortune. Or, you know, those types of things were, were nowhere to be found. And so for me, it was a priority shift. When I, when I came back, uh, we altered our business plan of Giant, what we were about. And we said, you know what, we're going to give ourselves away. I had a chance to live my life. We got another chance here. Let's go influence influencers. Now, you have a partner in the business, so I'm assuming that he was open to this new approach in your business. Well, yeah, it was, uh, you know, we had that approach. I mean, we, our desire was we wanted to, to serve leaders and kind of change the way business ran, but our business model uh, was altered um, because of that, and he was open to it. Uh, it. It was a part of our intent. We just moved it from the bottom to the top. And we we become more more open to say you know we're going to serve leaders and try to change the leadership culture of America, and that's our mission today. I want you to hold that thought because it's time for us to go to a break. Um, I want to be able to talk about that in, in in detail. So stay tuned with us. This is Irene Conlon with the Self Improvement Show. We'll be right back. <laughs> Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take World Talk Radio on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Follow the World Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at World Talk Radio. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the World Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash World Talk Radio or follow along with us at World Talk Radio, the World Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? If you are dealing with chronic illness or a disability, at times you can feel lost with nowhere to turn. 
It doesn't have to be this way at all. You can become an active participant with your doctor in the healing process. Tune in to A Healthy Way to Be Sick with host Mark Lerner. Mark has developed techniques to make your healing a partnership. Each weekly show will cover four main topics and how you can take steps and hear from experts that know the value of patient participation. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. You are tuned in to the Self Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Jeremy Kubitschek. Before the break, we were talking about an accident he had in Mexico that absolutely changed his life. And if you read the book, you'll find that he was pretty battered up, uh, was really touch and go for a while. And he had some very powerful spiritual experiences during that and came through it, changed in his outlook. And was on the verge of starting a company and changed that company to reflect the the belief system that came out of all that trauma. Before we get to we get start talking about leadership, I I want you to tell us Jeremy a little bit about Giant Impact and what it does and how you how you formed it, what you changed in your original plan after that accident to make Giant what it is today. Tell us about Giant. Yeah, so, uh, you know, our mission is we want to change the leadership culture of America. So we said, okay, if we're going to do that, what would we have to do? So we we basically say, well, it starts with a person. So for a number of years, we just started focusing on individual leaders and companies and organizations, and we started working with them around the topic of growth where we grow their business and we grow their leadership in, in the business. And that business is called Giant Partners. And then over time, we started growing, and we, we uh, bought a company that was in the event world. And we said, okay, if we're going to be in a national level, we'll start doing national events that kind of are sparks that kind of show people a different way. So we, formed, uh, we started Giant Impact in 2007, and that's one of our businesses here in Atlanta. And... Uh, with that, we do large events. You know, we'll, we'll do the Chick-fil-A leader, leader cast, as an example. That event is the largest event in North America with close to 100,000 people meeting every May via simulcast. So they'll host oh. it in their, their communities. They'll host it in their companies. And the next year is May 4th, 2012. And we'll have close to 125,000 people, we believe, at that time. So... Uh, and, and we'll have speakers and we'll have experiences, but we'll have a mission that kind of shows a different style of leadership that we're talking about. So we do events and we do resources and we do programs for companies like Ford and, and other uh, large and small companies. But, again, it's all around the mission of changing cultures. And when you change the culture, uh, it gives a, people an opportunity to be empowered to do uh, better things in a better way. So this brings up a question. Are those 
people in corporate America that are pretty autocratic, are they open to this kind of change? Do they invite you in, or do they dig their heels in while you're there? Well, for us, we, um, we don't work with people who aren't interested. And so we, we call them people of peace. Like, we only go after people Love who it. truly truly want to change or truly want to grow. And for those who want to, to those who are, are, are not growing or are mediocre, they're not going to call us. So only those invitations that, that open the door for, yeah, help us. We want to rev our business. We want to grow. Uh, we, want to, we want to raise the, the capacity, not just capabilities of leaders, but the capacity of leaders. And that's usually where most organizations are stifled, it's the capacity of the leadership. Interesting. So if we saw your client list, we'd know the companies that are really on the move in terms of growth. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's, really, it's really fascinating. And, the, it's, and it's not even the companies as much as it's certain leaders. So we're working with some leaders um, who, who are just really wanting to go for it. And, they, and what they want to go for is they want to empower their people. And it's a difference between empowerment and overpowerment. But we can get into that in a bit. Uh, which brings us, uh, brings us up to the question... How do you define leadership? Well, well, how the world defines it mainly is a noun, right? Leadership is really more of a noun. Uh, I think it's a verb. And so uh, when I look at it, if I were to say the definition, it would be more of it's leaders who help other people accomplish common goals. And that's kind of a boring uh, a phrase. So I like to say it, leadership is really influence and influence is power. It's how you, uh, how you deal with power it's what your intent is and what your agenda is that will pretty much show the wake of your power. And so you can choose to empower people or overpower people. And so what we're focused on is really helping people learn how to empower. And we use the word liberate. So ah, empowering right. leaders are liberators and overpowering leaders are dominators. Interesting. That's, I haven't heard it put quite that way, and that's really that's a powerful concept. Why do you say that leadership is dead? Leadership is, well, again, if, when we were talking in your introduction, I think most people would say, yeah, leadership, man, it's dead in Congress or it's dead on Wall Street or what have you. And, and what I'm trying to say is really leadership is either dead or alive in each one of us. So if we were to look at a group of 50 people, could you go through and say, yep, dead here, dying here, coming alive and fully alive, you know, in certain people. And so I believe that it's up to each one of us to make sure that our leadership is alive. And the only way that we can do that is by focusing on other people because leadership dies when it's primarily for you, for your wealth, for your status, for your second home, whatever it is, it, that's when it dies, when it's consumed with yourself but it comes alive when you give it away and when it's for the benefit of other people. That's a powerful concept and one we don't hear too often from people who are teaching leadership. I, I, I love your outlook on this. <clears throat> you talk a lot about influence and you say that influence is the most potent and underutilized professional resource on the planet. Talk a little bit about that. Why do you uh -huh. say that? Well, our society is transactional. So uh, the, the pitfalls of capitalism, and I'm a capitalist or free market enterprise guy, but the, the pitfalls are uh, that it's about transactions. And so uh, you take the Apprentice TV show, for instance. Um, the Apprentice is apprenticing 
young leaders to go and make the transaction, make it happen. And if you didn't make it happen, then you're fired. So, exactly. So what's happening is it's forcing us to think of things in transactions. And so we fake commonality around relationships. We fake even competencies in order to get a deal. And we reward, with the carrot principle, we reward the people who go out and make it happen and then come back and ring the bell in the office. And what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that by doing that, we've created a transactional loop, and that transactional loop feeds the system internally, but it, it doesn't leave money on the table because we rarely leave money on the table, but we often always leave influence on the table. And, and the influence is the opportunity to have built a relationship or to serve with someone where you, if you build the relationship and really serve the relationship in the opportunities, you don't have to work as hard to get the transactions. They come to you. They come to you in the form of referrals and goodwill and, and, and just the very process of the relationship itself. So we're teaching a, a, uh, generations to basically do what you have to do in order to get what you want to get. And that's the transaction versus a relationship. Nice. So tell us how you view influence, and, and you did to some extent. How, how can influence, from your point of view, revive leadership, or is it sort of interchangeable at that level or that point? Well, there's a crossroads here. And like I said, uh, leadership is influence and influence is power. It's at that power level, the intent and the, the agenda of a person. This is the area that most people choose to go down either the empowering or the overpowering route. Uh, and it's, it's a word that's really common, but we, we all have this issue. So I'm intriguing you here, hopefully, uh, with, yeah, yeah. With, with the concept that you and I have it too. It's called self-preservation. And self-preservation is, is natural. Um, we want to preserve our homes. Uh, we want to preserve our assets. We want to preserve... Uh, the things that we've earned, right? I mean, that's not bad. The problem is, is that when we choose to overprotect what we're afraid of losing, then all of our energy goes to that versus to the relationship or serving the customer or, or being an influencer. And so that creates this self-absorption, self-consuming leader. And, and that's what you're seeing. That's the primary reason that leadership is dead or it's mediocre in Congress and on Wall Street and corporations, is that there's a self-preservation game going on. Uh, politicians are constantly self-preserving power so they can keep the power until the next election. Exactly. And, and they promise whatever they need to. Exactly. And that keeps it mediocre. So what we need is we need leaders who will bust through the self-preservation. And what you do is you have to overcome it. You have to get to the point, like I did in the taxi cab, that said, I got to my end of my life, and I'm really not afraid of not being on the cover of Fortune now. I'm not being afraid of, of reaching certain status or levels. Um, you know, I had the opportunity to see that. So I had the chance to overcome my self-preservation. So what you know, how you know what your self-preservation is is to ask the question, what am I afraid of losing? And when you get to that question and deal with it, then you're on the road to becoming an influencer, not just a um, transactional leader. So it, when you work with a company, is that one of the right-at-the-top questions you ask them to, to consider? 
Is what are you afraid of losing? Well, it, that comes in the relationship. So um, when we deal with individuals, that's not necessarily something that we do as a company, but it's more individual leaders because if you think about it, what's a company afraid of losing is, is not as much as, uh, of an issue as what is the leader of that company afraid of losing. Ah, uh, yeah. And, and most of the time, it's, uh, it's authority, uh, salary, perks. Uh, the, in the corporate space, it's a lot more of the office you know, you'll hear stories of people going into a corporation and counting how many ceiling tiles they have compared to the, the next person. Yeah, yeah. or if, we're, if it's a corner or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those are, those are uh, games that are played in the corporate culture. The, the same types of things happen in small business. They're just different. Um, so the self-preservation is just, again, it's natural. But we have to guard ourselves against it. If we overprotect we're in real danger of kind of slipping into this uh, uh, slope. And what happens is it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. The more you protect what you're afraid of losing, the quicker you'll lose it. Oh, I totally agree with that. It's time to go to break, but before we do, I want to put this to you. You say in the book, you have to know yourself before you can lead others, and then you go on to say, the way to have true and welcomed influence is to begin the journey within. When we come back from break, I'd like to talk about that. So right now, we're going to take a short break. This is Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show with my guest, Jeremy Kubitschek. We'll be right back, so Stay tuned. Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword World Talk Radio. What's missing in your life? Do you feel like you've lost your identity? Are you trying to cope with a loss in your life? Are you trying so hard to be a people pleaser? Stop! Invest some time in Dr. Marla Sloan's program, Mind Over Matters. This program will help you find the answers to these questions and more. Dr. Marla's passion is to help people to be the best they can be. And this program does just that. Tune in to Mind Over Matters with Dr. Marla every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Join host Daniel Gutierrez for Dialogues of the Heart on June 5th in Boulder, Colorado. Sign up for this inaugural show starring Don Miguel Ruiz, author of The Four Agreements, and special guests Jennifer Huff and Malcolm Watson. Be a part of the global dialogue shaping our future and dramatically improve your life, family, business, and most importantly, your success. Can't be there in person? You can still view this exclusive pay-per-view event airing live on the World Transformation Network on voiceamerica.tv. For more information, visit dialoguesoftheheart.com. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1 866 613 1612. That's 1 866 613 1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the self improvement show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. This is Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show with my guest, Jeremy Kubitschek. We've been talking about leadership and influence, and before we go on into that further, I'd like for Jeremy to tell us 
how we can find his website, tell us how we can find his book, anything he wants to tell us about that book. Jeremy, you're on. Yeah, we've, uh, the book is at leadershipisdead.com. Um, the book is, can actually be bought at Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, uh, 800 CEO Read, Books a Million, any place, you know, major bookseller. Uh, but if, if uh, you go to leadershipisdead.com, there's a number of free resources that I'm giving away uh, to help companies, help teams, uh, lunch and learns, uh, a resource on intentional leadership, those types of things that I just really believe in gifting to people so that they can take these things and apply them. Um, to buy the book itself, though, you can go again to any uh, major retailer. Uh, also, my blog is jeremykubachek.com, and that's uh, uh, a well-read blog with content like we're talking about. And so you can subscribe to that as well. And how can they see your company? The company's website is giantimpact.com. And uh, so you may know of us with uh, Chick-fil-A LeaderCast or Catalyst or any other brands, but giantimpact.com will share all of that. And, and be sure you check this out. I, I think, the, I mean, these are high-quality websites. I've been on all of them. have a problem doing that because I don't get off. Um, there's just some rich information there. And I urge all of you to not only read the book but visit those websites. We had the question posed, you have to know yourself before you can lead others. Um, and the way to have true and welcomed influence is to begin the journey within. Talk about that. How do you begin the journey within? How do you teach people to do it? Well, from a, from a business perspective, uh, most people, when we say leadership, they immediately go, well, I read a book. And now I'm going to transfer what I learned and knowledge and push it on people. Yep. And, and, and we say, no, 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 don't start there. First of all, if you're, going to, if you're going to lead anyone, then you have to know yourself to lead yourself. Start there first. And that's called self-awareness. Uh, you know, I believe in, if you think of a coin, on one side of a coin is self-awareness. On the other side of the coin is responsiveness. So when we look at um, the, the, the current leaders in the news who have been inappropriate, and there's been lots of them. Uh, there's been five, six stories lately in the last week. And there always are, but it, sometimes it seems like a rash. Uh, um, in, in those cases, uh, I don't think those leaders were self-aware. They may have known that they, they uh, have had issues, but they certainly weren't responsive because the, the responsive leaders are constantly working on getting better or, or working on things that are weaknesses, and we all have weaknesses. And so um, to know yourself, uh, to lead yourself, you have to know yourself. To lead others, you have to know others first, the same principle. So if, if I go to you and I, I try to lead you, but you know that I don't know you and that you, you know that I'm really not for you but that I'm primarily for myself, uh, my influence is diminished. Therefore, yeah. my leadership's diminished. So that's where it starts. It's a, it's a constant process. And I, I would even carry it all the way through. Uh, know yourself to lead yourself. Know your people to lead your people. Know your customer to lead your customer. It's the same principle. It's the same principle. I've had bosses who didn't know our names, much less whether we had children or problems or, you know, they just didn't even know our names. Um, it's a sad statement on, on some, I, I guess you can call them leaders. They're company owners. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, it's different. Anyway, 
back to how, how do you help them do this? Do you spend well, time with them in your in your workshops, seminars, presentations? Well, we 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 do it in two ways. On the event side, um, we really you know we have events. People come. It's almost like a show. We're trying at those cases to awaken people and to plant seeds and plant ideas. Most of the people who are tied into Giant are people who are really working hard to be better leaders. So they're already responsive and they're already self-aware. So we're almost adding fuel to the fire, if you will. Um, on the corporate side, when we work with companies, we basically go in and we, we work with companies to build or to improve the leadership culture and to actually create a growth culture in the minds of the leaders. And so we have something called a leader path, which we'll go in and we'll develop for every level of leadership in an organization, down to receptionists and I mean, just every level to say, listen, we're going we're gonna, to uh, bring in informal and formal training and development. Informal would be um, where most of us learn in our cars, um, the books we read, the people we hang out with. Those are informal but that's really where we, le- where we learn. The formal would be what retreats do we do, what are the events that we're going to do together, what are the meetings like. Uh, and so we start building an uh, intentional leadership program, which most people don't focus on their leadership. And so it's unintentional leadership. And just like parenting, uh, accidental parenting, and the same thing occurs with most uh, organizations. Yes, it does. You, you talk a good bit about agenda, and you state, you can easily understand your priorities by analyzing how you spend your money and who you called within the past month. Um, talk a little bit about that and, and agenda. Well, when we, when we hear the news, they'll say, on the president's agenda was, you know, <laughs> and, and they'll kind of they'll share those things. I think every leader has an agenda. We all do, and, and agendas aren't bad. What they are is they're really organized motivation or organized intent. And so if my intent is pure and if my intent is for you, then you can trust my agenda. If my intent is for me and unpure, then you can't trust my agenda. And, and that's really what happens. So as, we, as leaders walk around uh, their offices and they walk around their areas, uh, people tend to know it. And it's like that first impression Every person is asking this question, are you for me, are you against me, or are you for yourself? And that's called, again, first impression. It's intuitive. When that answer, when, when that person gets the answer, then that's the only time they'll ask it. So it's really important when you meet someone that they know you're for them. But most people walk away from someone going, yeah, they're for themselves. Yeah. And, and that's an area that leaders have to really think about. It's, it's, the, um, it's being intentional on every, le- every level to say, I really do care about you. The, the problem with, with our transactional world is that tasks are so dominating our relationships. And so people go, I don't have time to socialize. Well, I'm not asking you to socialize. I'm asking you to be for people. When you're for people and they know it, your influence goes up dramatically you can actually get more done than closing yourself off just to focus on the task at hand. Oh, I totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. 
So, you know, do you talk about hidden agenda? I, I don't, you know, don't remember that, but I know many leaders have hidden agenda. I guess that comes out in that first impression, doesn't it? It does. And, uh, and over time, uh, again, a person is going to have a uh, characteristic or um, uh, people are going to say, yeah, he's a dominator. They may not say that, but, uh, but they, they know that, that there's ill intent or, or man, he's really cranky, or he's not for us, or all those kind of phrases that happen at the water cooler. But at at the core, um, what's happening in those those processes, you probably have a very self uh, insecure person who is is working so hard to preserve something. And so, what happens at the back of the book, especially eight nine chapters eight nine and ten, is an unbelievable barrage of encouragement that says, if you're going to influence. <laughs> It's about relationships that, that you have to risk. And, and so what I'm trying to do is get people to this wall of self-preservation and realize what it is, realize what their agenda is, actually write it down. There's a section in the book that you can write it down and say, this is my agenda. Let's look at it and go, man, I don't want to be this person. Or, yeah, I like where I'm heading. How do I influence? And then there's an actual process for influence. So. For, for me, as a leader, um, I've just been intentional about my influence with my family, with friends, with coworkers, and, and then our partners, and then the people I lead. So, you know, talk a little bit about, um, well, it just went right out of my mind. I told, I told you I was an old lady. Tell me a little bit about... The attributes of a, of a leader and how you bring those out in people, how you help them make the transition from old-fashioned leadership to influence. Well, it's, it, it is a process of even trying it. it here's, here's what I mean. You make a list of people in your life um, and you ask a question, are they for me, against me, or for themselves? Once you do that, then you flip it and say, if they were asking that question of you, what would, what would they say? And it's eye-opening when you realize, oh, my goodness. So how do you show someone that you're for them, if you really are for them? Uh, if you can't think of anyone that you're for, that's its own uh, self-condemnation there. But if you truly are for people, then, then start practicing it. So some things that I tell my team all the time are the principles of relationship before opportunity. Uh, and by the way, in the book, I have seven action steps that kind of show how to be an influential leader. But relationship before opportunity is one of those points. And to say, seek out the relationship and get to know people and serve them and be for them and help them get what they want, and then those opportunities will come. But don't focus on the opportunity. The second would be learning how to give yourself away. And, Talk about uh, that. Let's go into that. That's a great one. Well, giving yourself away is uncomfortable because people go, yeah, I've been taken advantage uh, for many times. And what I'm saying is only for people of peace. People truly who, uh, who invite you or want you to serve, then give above and beyond. So an example, we had, a, we had a, uh, an issue that popped up in our uh, Chick-fil-A leader cast with a technology glitch at the very, very beginning of the show. By the end of it, it was amazing. There was no issues throughout the rest of the day. But in that process, the team was wondering how we're going to respond. Well, I've had, I've had bosses that would say, hey, listen, it wasn't our fault. It was the technology provider. It, it, it wasn't really us. It was, it was another group. But uh, my response was, you know what? They don't know it was our technology provider, so we're going to go above and beyond. So for 
2012, we're going to give above and beyond. We're going to bring people in at our expense as a retreat. We're going to give extra ticket packages. We're going to X, Y, and Z. And we overwhelmed our customers with our giving ourselves away because they know that we are for them to such a degree. It's those types of things that go above and beyond for people so that people know, oh, my goodness, these guys are so amazing to work with. Those are the little things that we're trying to accomplish with people. And then we have a few other things that I practically do that I can share if you want to get into them. I do want to get into them. So, so, so let me let me start. I just I I didn't want to take away and talk too long there. But uh, what I st- decided to do was look at things in my life and go, where can I influence people in my day to day life? And I realized my wife and I made a decision, and we decided to uh, open up our home for all of our relationships. So. Every year, I have about 100 business meetings a year um, in the evenings. People who are flying in, uh, meeting with certain people, so on and so forth. So we basically built out our downstairs basement into an apartment. We, we jokingly call it the Kubitschek Chalet. And uh, <laughs> we, we made it such where it was almost like a bed and breakfast. And in the process, uh, we have vendors, partners, uh, speakers, Many of the speakers that you'll see on stages all over America, they stay in our house with us instead of a hotel. What a rich experience for your children. Jeremy, I want you to hang on to that thought. I want to talk more about it, but it's time for us to take our last break. This is Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show with my guest Jeremy Kubitschek saying we'll be right back, so stay tuned. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take World Talk Radio on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. We all lead busy lives, and sometimes we think we can't take care of our health. We battle food addictions, time restrictions, and media conflictions when it comes to our health. Now, you can tune in to the Dare to Be Healthy Show with host Alia Almoayed. Good health comes to those who dare to take the leap into the amazing world of natural healing. Find out what it's like to look and feel great. And finally, live your life to its maximum potential. Let Alia and her guests show you how. Dare to Be Healthy is broadcast live Mondays at 11 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Do you know that digestive problems, ADHD, and chronic pain can be treated naturally? In fact, most health problems can be treated using integrative and alternative medicine. Find out about cancer prevention and managing diabetes. Learn how to use common herbs and spices to treat a variety of conditions. For the sake of your good health, tune in to Natural Solutions with your host, Dr. Sean Palmer. Broadcasting live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. 
Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Jeremy Kubitschek who's the Pratt and CEO of Giant Impact and has been just amazing telling us about leadership and uh, how we can revive it with influence. Before the break, we were talking about an, an idea he had to entertain his customers, his guests at his home, at the Kubitschek Chalet. Tell us more about that experience, mm-hmm. Jeremy, and what's come from it. Well, I just believe that um, to give even the listeners uh, little things, because really leadership is about leader th- little things and influence is about little things. And, and though we have 100 guests usually a year that stay with us, uh, in the process my kids learn so much from them, but they learn so much from my kids. And they, they actually get to see, um, am I the real deal or not? And uh, we build these relationships that go so deep uh, compared to if I had to go to a hotel and meet them there and go to a restaurant and then, you know, so on and so forth. There's a much shallower relationship. So for me, what I'm telling or asking people to do is there's no risk, no reward. Go for it. Go deeper in the relationship. People may think you're nutty at first, and then they'll realize, oh, my goodness, this, this guy is legit, uh, or this, this gal really gets it. And so we do little things. We send the notes. Uh, we talk about the things that are special in their life. We show up at places they're not expecting. Uh, we send them things that, that um, they've mentioned before. We're trying to serve people to build a relationship as if we would do it with our own dear family or, or parents or wife or spouse. So that's, those are the things that I would just encourage people to think about. And influence is about being significant and memorable. And, and that's the name of our company, Giant Impact, uh, a meteor has an impact when it hits the earth. Well, we don't want to just affect people. We want to impact them. We want to alter their trajectory. And we do that through uh, moments, through people, and through ideas. You say in your book, and I love this, true influence is about establishing authentic connections to others. And I, I hear that. I, I hear that you do that. Authentic yeah, it, is the word. It is, and, and, you know, that's the very issue when we think of the global leadership issue is it's inauthentic uh, because words don't really mean a whole lot um, in our society. So to tell one thing is one thing. To show is another. And so what I'm trying to do is, yeah, it's okay to tell and show, but if you're not, if you're not showing and you're just telling, and, and that's, a, that's a whole other story. And that's what the next generation is looking for. Quite frankly, the word leadership is dead to the next generation. They don't yes, use the it term. is. They, they use the term influence. Uh, but they don't, they don't really look favorably on the term leadership. Yeah, the young people coming up are a whole different group. And it's really quite refreshing. And they use words like authentic you know, and, yeah, and I'm loving that. One of the things that strikes me about your book is your adherence to values. And you're kind of a, a, an old-fashioned type of person, thank goodness. <laughs> uh, we're not hearing that much about values these days, and I thought it was, thought it was 
wonderful. I thought it was refreshing. I thought I, I, I thought you sounded real, like you walked your talk. So talk just a bit about values. And one of the things I harp on on my blog is knowing what you believe and why. Yes. Um, and, and, and what I like to say with values is I like to change the question. And, and so values for me are what I value. So you know, what is valuable? And so you know, for our company, uh, character is valuable, uh, relevant competence is valuable, and significant influence are valuable. Those are the three things that we, that we adhere to. So we just had to let someone go um, not too long ago. Uh, primarily, they, um, they were very smart, but they weren't willing to impact the team. Uh, they were constantly self-preserving. So we have to use our own set of values on everyone else to condone the type of culture that we want to create. And, and those are the tough decisions because I think everyone, when we talk about this style of liberating leadership, a lot of people think that's kind of weak where Donald Trump is a dominator and he's a powerful. And what I believe is no, leadership makes hard decisions. Liberating leaders make hard decisions. But when you know I'm for you, uh, just like a parent, uh, if they're for their kids, the kids will respond very well to that because they know that you're ultimately for them. It's for their best interest and for their good. You also make this statement, give trust to become trustworthy. Without trust, there can be no influence. So no matter what you say, if I can't trust you, you can't influence me or my decision or my life or my buy, my buying or anything. Right. Is that true? I, yeah. I met, a, uh, met a, a guy, an old friend, and uh, in the conversation, he made it very clear. He said, you know, I, I don't trust very many people. I've been let down too many times. And my first thought when I heard that was, well, I automatically don't trust you. So uh, if part of, of being trustworthy is learning to trust people. And you learn to trust people by learning to sniff out character, by seeing if they're credible, by seeing if they're for themselves. So there's, there's a self-awareness that goes in that. Um, I, I think that uh, trust is an amazing thing. I have a, unbelievable partners, and we've had a partnership now for close to 10 years. And the trust gets better and better, almost like my marriage is getting better and better with my wife because we've learned to trust each other and we've learned how to, to value the same thing. And, and I do think that's a lost art in our culture. I think sometimes that we're so busy with so many things thing, from the things that are really truly important to us and we don't take time to get to know someone or to establish trust you know, to establish the kind of relationship that's going to work over the long haul. I don't know, that's just my opinion, but, you know, what you really can't establish a relationship with somebody when they've got a cell phone hanging on their ear. It is a detriment of our next generation. That is, that is one parasite, and uh, I'll say I fall prey to that sometimes as well. Uh, I'm going on a trip tomorrow for a week, and I'm unplugging, and uh, it's probably going to take me three days to detox. And, uh, <laughs> yes, but but I'm I'm so looking forward to it, and I'm spending um, a week with 30 families um, that are clients. We basically put together a family camp with our clients, and just to get to know each other better. And so it's a time to play. Time to play, but we're doing it with clients of ours, and so wonderful. Um, it's, it's a really unique experience. But we've told them no emails, no phones. So uh, we'll Fantastic. see how long that lasts. We've come right up to the end of the show, so while you're thinking about the message you want to leave with our listeners, I'll tell you about next 
next week's guest. Next week is Raymond Scudder, who's written about a book, How to Improve Your Life, The Successful Way to Improve Your Health, Relationships, Career, Personal Finances, and Yourself. And I really hope he knows how to do that because that's a, that's a big um, proclamation there. So anyway, tune in next week to hear Raymond Scudder. Now, Jeremy, it's time for you to leave us with those few words that our listeners are going to take with them. What do you have to say? I would simply ask people to really break through their own self-preservation and take it as a challenge to say, you can actually influence where you're at, no matter what you're doing, but when you influence, think of learning to be for other people, not just for yourself. And when you experience it, uh, uh, send me a note. Tell me what you think at jeremykubachek.com. I love it. Thank you so much, Jeremy. I appreciate your being on the show. I appreciate your words. I love your book. I encourage everyone to get it. Thank you. Thank you so much for your great uh, interview. really appreciate it. Thank you again. This is Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show, saying come back again next week. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here. <laughs>